Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Um, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Tuesday night. It's time for an episode of Legitimately uh, Building the Broncos here with a Mile High Huddle uh, roundtable. I am Nick Kendall and joined by today. Uh, all my good friends in here, Carl Dummler. Carl, it's always good to see you here on Tuesday nights. We also got our guys at the Dove Valley Deep Divers, Eric Trickle and Lance Anderson, and Ron White, NFL, out here at the Orange and Blue View, killing it here, uh, taking us up in the middle here. So welcome in, everybody. This is going to be the Mile High Huddle Roundtable um, with us. Scott is running the background today, so we're gonna he's going to keep us on point on our ones and twos, and uh, hope everyone doing well. First, I'm going to kick out Eric. How you doing? How's, how are things going? I'm doing good. I mean, I'm excited that the draft's almost here. Just tweeted out this morning. In total, Mile High Huddle has probably will have published 417 reports on different players over 125 articles this year. God super excited you. for that. And that's going back to February 15th. So uh, super excited for that. Super excited for the draft and for the live shows we're going to be doing as we do every year. Yeah, I'm excited for like the seventh round when we're delirious and our voices are scratched up. And then, heck, you know what? I'm so f- having so much fun. Let's do it again. Um, but uh, Ron, good, good to have you in here, Ron. This is your first mile handle roundtable. Hopefully not too chaotic for you. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, excited for the draft. Um, of course. Seeing how the Broncos play these five picks that they have. Um, hopefully we land some good players. And mm-hmm. kind of like Eric, I'm excited for the content um, as we go live and the recap as well. So everything's going well. Well, good. Nice to have uh, Ron in here. Lance, how you doing? That that uh, man, Eric and I are really gonna have to pull it up a game. Um, it's Ron too. Maybe the facial hair game. You and Carl are killing it uh, with the with the goatee there. How you doing, Lance? Hanging in there, man. It's been a been a long, long process. Obviously, like Eric said, you know, 417 articles we've done. I did uh, right at 100 players that I wrote up for the website. So Eric's really the one that carried the carried the weight there. But I did drop my uh, my big board and positional rankings on on my Twitter account and on Facebook today. Uh, find those at Lance S underscore MHH if you guys are interested. And please let me know how uh, how I did. And if you guys got any feedback? I'm obviously you know here for the conversation. It's good to be here. Yeah. Again. Shout out to you guys with all that work you've done covering the draft. I know it's a lot of work, a lot of tape. It's not even the, only the hours writing it, but watching the players as well. It's just, it's unbelievable the amount of work. So make sure you guys check that out. And Carl, uh, man, this is what our sixth draft together. We're dating back to the Garrett Bowles draft. Um, I think it was our first yeah. one, 2017. Does that put us at six? Uh, all I know is they all start to run together. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Uh, I, I definitely remember the Garrett Bowles will always be that first, first pick of ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you wrote an article in like February saying, "Hey, this Garrett Bowles guy, I want to check him out." Was, and then all of a sudden, the Denver Bronco. Oh, th- it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, no, it's just it's good to be back for another roundtable, and uh, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts that we do all year long. Of just getting this chance to work together and and figure out, kind of do a a war room setup mm-hmm. of getting to discuss these players. So yeah, excited to see what we got here tonight. And first off, kicking us off, 999 Super, Flazify coming in here. Flazify, if you will, 999. Thank you so much over on YouTube saying, thanks for all the work MHH crew does for the draft. Would love to see a center fall. If not, I think defensive line and tight end would be a good move. Flazify, I mean, with the Broncos not picking until pick 67 as it currently stands, and Lord knows what happens with the picks leading up to it, center would be great, but defensive line, tight end would be interesting as well. Uh, Lance, if there is one more position that you would be uh, saying look look on the lookout here for, 
not defensive line, not tight end, not center, what would it be for you? Uh, it's got to be the cornerback position, man. I mean, I, I liked what Damari Mathis showed this last season, um, but they got to get better on the boundary. They got to get some better depth as well. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Ojemudi is not around anymore. Saying Bassey is has always struggled playing in the slides. Like, like you always post uh, in our group chat, like that sloth meme where he's trying to run as fast as he can. He just can't keep up over the middle of the field. So uh, cornerback is a huge concern for me as a safety as well. I like, I like this safety class a little bit more than most people do. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we got our guy, David Meckelrath, Papa Bear, coming in $5, kicking us off, uh, killing at you both on the YouTube side of things. And good evening, Broncos country, Nick Carl, Chad, Zach, Dylan, Deacon, Scott. Uh, center would be awesome. So we got two for center now. Hashtag Buckham three times, MHH for life, Endeavor Broncos for life. Thank you so much, David. We appreciate you. We got the boss coming in here. Chad Jensen, $20, flashing orange, uh, saying the MHH draft brain trust in the hizzy. Thank you so much, Chad. Uh, appreciate you. Miss you. Running. Uh, I'm trying to do my best chat impersonation here, keeping every, you know, keeping order, keeping calm. It's a little bit harder sometimes. And we got Troy Boer coming in here with a very cute picture of a golden retriever. So whatever Troy, he doesn't have to drop a $9.99. We're going to get to it anyway. Uh, but $99.99. Thank you so much, Troy says. I usually listen to the recordings, but today I can watch live. So I am paying for months of free podcasts. Well, God bless you for that, Troy. Really appreciate that. Uh, seriously, that's so helpful. Um, yeah, thanks. Troy. Goes beyond. The, I mean, yeah. Thank you from from all of us. Uh, thank you for providing thoughtful, unique content instead of recycled views of others, and for being nice. What are the odds we trade a player during the draft? Uh, Eric, I'm going to kick this one to you. What do you think about trading a player? The Broncos trading away a player in the draft. Is that where would you put the odds at from a percentage? I think it's. I think. I think they'll 100 trade a player for it. It may not be Judy. It may not be Cortland Sutton. It may be somebody else. But I do think that somebody gets moved for just maybe like a low-level depth chart guy for like a sixth or seventh round pick, something like that. I do think that happens at least once in this draft. Wow. Um, Ron, are there any players that specifically you'd be interested in potentially moving for some draft capital? It could be Judy. It could be Sutton. Is there any uh, specific players like, you know, if the Broncos moved on for him and got some capital, that'd be okay with me. Yeah. Um, so Sutton, um, definitely Sutton. one. Um, Albert O, possibly. I'm not sure what we can get for him, but um, yeah. Albert O is definitely another um, because I know the Broncos have been heavily linked to tight end in this draft and possibly moving Albert O um, to get maybe more draft capital to land that tight end is definitely um, in the picture. So, Yeah, for sure. I mean, the big names, everybody, fantasy football community, you know, your Cortland Suttons, you know, your Jerry Judy's, but, you know, maybe a Jonathan Cooper, maybe a Nick Benito, uh, maybe somebody else on that defensive side that we don't know as well uh, could be moved. But again, shout out to Troy, nine, 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 nine. That's so incredible. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We really, really do appreciate that. Also, we appreciate our guy, uh, Michael Ronquillo, coming in saying good evening, Nick Carl, Lance Eric, and Ron White. Go Broncos and Buckham. Well, go Michael. Uh, we always appreciate Michael coming in. Hope you're doing well over on Facebook. We missed you this morning, but I'm glad that you're back here now hanging out with us. Rob Buxbaum coming in saying good evening, gents, and Deacon Scott. MHS is the best, so thankful for you. Thoughts that we trade up from 67. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, Tipman. Uh, Carl, what do you think here? John Michael Schmitz, Tipman. Is there any other centers that would be worth trading up for or another guy that you're interested in here? No, I'd say it's probably those two. And then after that, I'm willing to wait at the position. You know, I think either of those guys could come in day one and be a starter for you. After that, I think it becomes a lot more of a competition at that. And it's just worth waiting because I know Lloyd Cushenberry is not anybody's favorite by any means. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to see an upgrade for him. But he does have at least a couple years of experience starting, and he's got some better players around him for the first time in his career in the NFL. And so, I mean, I think if he does get the start and guys stay healthy, I think he could have his best year in the NFL. But like I said, if one of these guys is getting close, I would be getting antsy if I was the GM. Yeah, for sure. A lot of center conversations here. These seem to be the two big consensus uh, guys, but there's also some potential, you know, guard or tackle converts as well. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a bit. But uh, first, we're going to get start to get into the conversation here uh, for the pick 67 and 68 overall. And I'm going to kick this one to Eric here real, real quick. Carl said that his top two centers were John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tipman. For me, the guy that I'm honestly maybe hoping a potential trade up for more than anybody else is somebody who I think will play center. He's actually played more games at center than any, any other position, but you haven't really seen him linked to that position in the draft process so far. That is TCU Steve Avila um, center. He's absolutely massive, pushing, you know, about 330, 320, six foot three. Uh, any thoughts on a potential Steve Avila, uh, Eric, for the Broncos? Is he going to be just way out of reach for them? Oh, yeah. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, 
fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Be still my beating heart. That is my biggest draft crush this year. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Steve Avila. I like the versatility he brings inside. And for what Sean Payton wants to do on offense, I think he can come in guard or center. Obviously, we're talking center here. And start right away for it and be a significant upgrade over Lloyd Cushenberry because Lloyd Cushenberry isn't that good. But so if he falls far enough, you know, and we're talking about somewhere after pick 50, I, I would absolutely love to see it. He's one of those guys. I mean, all the all the focus has been on Cody Malk or um, Ekior out of Alabama for those guys from moving from outside, moving into center. But Steve Avila, he's got the experience. He did it not last season, but the season before. He did quite well there, was a little better better at guard. But at the very least, you get a serviceable guy at center that you can use to upgrade the position and kind of finish off your rebuilding of the offensive line. Yeah, the thing I love about him is you see a lot of these centers, you know, they come in 295 to 305 pounds. And you got Avila, who's there, you know, 320, like an absolute unit, not too tall. Uh, if you're looking at the Sean Payton style, how they're trying to build those guys, you know, wide as they are tall, um, especially, you know, being able to push the pocket. I think he's a really good one. And somebody who doesn't get blown up into the backfield. Uh, so but let's start to get into it now. We're going to be picking here uh, with the Broncos, five picks, no trades in this one, even though there's been some buzz over the last 48 hours that the Broncos might be trading up, but uh, Ron, I'm going to kick it to you first. Who is your ideal pick at uh, pick selection 67 for the Broncos? If the board falls and somebody who's somewhat realistic, you know, I don't want to hear the Broncos taken, you know, uh, maybe somebody like a uh, Will Anderson there, or maybe one of the best, like Peter Skronsky would be incredible there. Who's your most realistic favorite pick for the Broncos 67, 68 range. So mine would be, I know we were just talking about center and my pick at 67 is center. Um, okay. So it would be Joe Tippmann. Um, I, I think that's the more realistic pick. I'm a big, I'm like you, Eric, where Steve Avilia is is one of my crushes as well. But I just don't know if he's going to be there at the time that the Broncos pick because, you know, he did he did have a, a good day there at the Rolls. But um, I, I would say Joe Tippmann, um, you know, from what I've seen on tape, um, what, what he's done, an effective blocker in the run game and in pass protection. I think he only allowed one sack and five pressures over last year. So um, I think that would definitely be an upgrade for sure over Cushenberry. Yeah, he's a real interesting player. I believe he was the number one high school recruit out of Illinois. Wisconsin was in on him early and he ended up going there. A little bit of weird body type. For the center position, being 6'6", there has not been a lot of centers 6'6", uh, that have played a lot of snaps over the last five years. I think the only one that really comes to mind to me is uh, Ethan Pokasik. Maybe Will Clapp is up there as well, pretty tall. But, uh, I mean, either way, he can play center, he can play guard, and would be a really good pick out there for the Broncos at 67. No doubt, if he falls that far. Uh, we'll see. It's, it's kind of, you know, who knows at this point in the draft. It's going to be a wild year. I'm really excited for the hangout with you guys and talk about the draft. Lance, how about you? Ideal pick, 67-68. How does the board fall? You mentioned cornerback. Is there a cornerback who has your uh, you know, your heart fluttering out there? Well, the one that really has my heart fluttering the most is Julius Brents, but I'm almost positive he's not going to be there. Uh, we're talking, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 215 pounds, 34-inch arms, like really sticky coverage cornerback. But I'm going to go in a different direction here. I'm going to go to the edge position. Uh, Felix Anodike Ozama from Kansas State is a guy that I really like playing that seven-technique defensive end on the backside of this defense. You know, uh, you, you obviously have Zach Allen, who you brought in in free agency. Randy Gregory's probably going to play on the outside of him. You've got to have a guy that can really hold up in the running game, and Felix Anodike Ozama is really that guy. He plays with his length really well. He's got a strong anchor in the running game. He's very productive as a pass rusher. Had 13 and a half sacks this last season at uh, Kansas State. So that's the guy that is my most ideal pick for the Broncos. But again, it all depends on if he falls there. Yeah, he's a really fun player. Very good hand technique out there. A pretty good uh, body type for that seven technique. I don't know if he's overly athletic or bendy or anything, but he just gets after it. Hair on fire player. Also, I love the forced fumble production that he's had there the last two years. That guy hunts the football. That's something to watch out for, especially with how this Broncos team has really struggled uh, creating turnovers over the last couple seasons. Uh, we also got our guy, Phil McLaughlin, coming in here. Phil is a big-time supporter of the show. Uh, thank you so much, Phil. We always uh, love to hear you. Hear what you have to say. He says, good evening, Eric, Lance, Ron, Carl, Nick, and Deacon Scott. Hey, guys, just curious. The Broncos have a precedent of firing general managers after the draft. Anyone think this could ha happen? Hashtag Buckham, hashtag Broncos. 
let's kick it off to Carl. Carl, what do you think? Uh, where are you at with, obviously this is just, you know, off of vibes, your gut feeling, but uh, how safe is George Payton? I would say he's safe for this year. Hmm. You know, it just, I, I can't see them making that big of a change even after the draft here. I think Sean Payton's going to want to get settled in for a season, kind of evaluate the entire scouting department and even George Payton himself. And then I think you could see him make a decision and, you know, they haven't had a whole lot of time working together, but it seems like they do get along pretty decently. You know, you see them in those interviews and they're kind of feeding off each other. So I, I don't think there's, a lot of hatred there or Sean Payton saying, you know, I need to get this guy out of here. So it's my way or the highway. Uh, I think he'll give him at least a season just to see if, if this is a working relationship that can make it work. Yeah. Good call there. Uh, thank you so much, Phil. We appreciate you coming in with the stars. If you guys have any questions for us and you definitely want to get it on the screen, hit us with a super chat or superstars and we will for sure get to you then. Uh, Eric, real quick, uh, just a quick one here. 67, 68. Who is your ideal guy? You kind of mentioned Steve Vila. I'm agree. I'm with you there, man. I think he'd be incredible there. Any other players who's more realistic there without a trade up? Um, well, I glance, I like, uh, Julius Brent's quite a bit, but I don't think he'll be there. Um, Joe Tipman, he's one of the guys that I would absolutely love to be there. But again, I don't think he is. If he is there, it'll be because of some concerns about his shoulders, having a couple surgeries on it. I like Zach Harrison out of Ohio State. I like him a little bit more than Felix out of out of Kansas, uh, Kansas State, right? Yep, Anyways, Kansas State. Yep, Kansas State. Um, I like Zach Harrison a little bit more, and it's for the, it's very, for very similar reasons. I think he's got a little bit more there as a run defender than Felix does, and I think that you have more a lot more to work with, and his length is absolutely insane. Yeah. Former, I think, number one overall recruited as a defensive end at Ohio State was supposed to be the next in line after Bosa, Bosa, Chase Young. Never really lived up to it. The pressure numbers are there, but somebody with a little bit of stiffness uh, that struggled with uh, finishing off blocks. But the pressures were there, and he's an impactful run defender. Carl, for you, 67, 68, where are you looking? Where's your guts right now? Talked a lot about uh, edge rusher, talk center, anybody else that stands out there for you? I'll go, I guess I'll go the tight end position a little bit here. Um, okay. a guy that I think could be realistic is Luke Musgrave. Um, he only played a couple games this last year, so you kind of are a little bit limited on the film that way, but, um, athletic freak. I mean, the, the guy can fly down the field, got a few things that he needs clean up route running is not the, the best by any means. And, you know, run blocking. I want to see a little bit more from him, but he, he at least has effort in it. You know, that, that's a good starting point. There's a lot of guys that come out of college don't have that effort thing. So, I think if he could be there, he'd be a nice weapon to add to that offense. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, just a few guys here that I'm hoping to see if maybe the Broncos have a chance if they fall within close. Got to be biased first. Jack Campbell, I know I'm not the biggest linebacker guy, but I adore Jack Campbell, man. He is probably the safest player in the entire draft. Uh, huge, can move well in space, super instinctual. Love Jack. Uh, somebody I've been a big fan of for a number of years now, Keanu Benton, uh, Wisconsin, 6'5", 315. He can play over the A gap. He can play over the B gap. Uh, Broncos have done a lot to invest in the big guys up front on the offensive line. Defensive line after DJ Jones, a little bit of a question mark, depending on where you're lining up Zach Allen. So a few guys there, and obviously the cornerbacks we talked about, Brents, but Tyreek Stevenson's really interesting to me. DJ Turner's really interesting to me. Darius Rush is really interesting to me. Uh, so there's a number of guys there. I really like where tight end and cornerback set up specifically at 67 and 68. But I think it's about time to get it going here. You know, we talked about what we're hoping for as the uh, the board falls down. But first, we got a big uh, a super chat coming in. 199 from Big Kid Rook coming in. Uh, Texas A&M running back Devon A-Chain. Uh, Clayton Toon, quarterback from Houston later on. Devon A-Chain, I think he was the Broncos uh, pick uh, by Dane Brugler. 67 mm -hmm. overall. Uh, I think he weighed less than 190, which has been a pretty concerning cutoff for running backs historically. But uh, the wide receivers, I think it's the smallest wide receiver class ever this year by weight. So maybe the running back in a little smaller too. Do you have any thoughts on A-Chain, Ron? Yeah, the A-Chain's good. I, I don't see them picking I'm running back that high, but um, he, he is an, an he is definitely an intriguing um, um, player for sure. Um, yeah, explosive for explosive. sure. Yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, Clayton Tune uh, had I think pretty good S two score. Uh, somebody that I think Dane Brugler also mentioned as a solid uh, potential day three quarterback. So the Broncos, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they, especially if they traded down from round four, round five, and accumulated more day three picks. Maybe somebody like Clayton Tune makes some. Uh, make some sense for them there. But uh, I think it's time to get this uh, mock draft rolling. We're at 20 minutes in, and I want to have plenty of time to discuss the different options here and give you guys a chance and you guys in the chat uh, a chance to uh, run this. So when Scott is uh, 
Scott, am I pulling this one up or are you pulling up the, uh, this one there? You, okay. So we'll answer a few questions here and then we'll be running on the PFF side of things. Uh, the mock draft simulator, seven rounds, but five picks for the Broncos. Michael Ronquillo mentions a tight end from arguably tight end. You Sam Laporta from Iowa. Uh, Lance, why would you tell me why? And I'm setting you up here to make me mad, but uh, why would you not take Sam Laporta in comparison to the other top tight ends in this class? Because he's very similar to what the Broncos already have in Greg Dulcich. He's an athletic speed move tight end. He's not the best blocker in line. He can do it. It, it, he's definitely got the ability to be a blocker there, but it, you already have this, that kind of an archetype, a guy that moves really well, has a big catch radius, is a very reliable receiver, but you need to have a guy that can be a, a firm blocker in the running game up front, and Laporta is just lacking in that category right now. Yeah, I agree with you. He's more of a move tight end, which is weird for uh, University of Iowa, considering how they built their offense, but yeah, I agree with you. You don't want him on the front end, even on an outside zone kind of run blocking scheme. I think he's more of a back yep. end uh, blocking tight end, but man, he is... They were lining up an X receiver a lot and isolating him. So he's, he's going to be a good player for somebody out there. Uh, any other tight ends that uh, we should talk about here? Uh, Gary Palmer says, thank you for the 1999, Gary. Good evening, guys. Besides center and defense, is there a tight end we should target? Go Broncos. Eric, give me a couple, just two. Um, day three, tight ends. Uh, oh, man, this is such a strong tight end class. It's the best it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. It's hard to narrow down to just two, especially two day three. I like Payne Durham. I know he doesn't really fit the modern mold you're looking at uh, at for tight ends, but he's just that reliable blocker, reliable receiver that you could just put out there. Some, he, he can cement you as a number two tight end for years to come. Another guy who it depends on how he's viewed um, with an injury, Luke Schumacher coming out of Michigan. He's another guy I like quite a bit that might not be there day three, but again, it's the injury that there's some concern there that could see him fall a little bit. Yeah, Schoonmaker. That tight, Michigan's had a pretty good job with the tight ends going on here the past few years. I think they have the number one tight end in the country, a true freshman, uh, this last year too. Uh, transferred a guy named Eric uh, who spells his name correctly, according to Eric Trickle. Eric all out there transfer another potential future NFL guy. So they've done a pretty good job with tight ends. Schoonmaker, you mentioned it. The injuries are concerning, but I know a lot of people have him as the seventh tight end uh, in this class, and that's not a bad spot to be because there seems to be a consensus big six. Uh, so let's see who's available uh, for the Broncos. When we're pulling up this simulator, obviously the Broncos are going to be picking at uh, selection 67 and 68. They have back-to-back selections. We will see if they stick there again over the last uh, few days. There's been some buzz that the Broncos might be looking to trade up, but uh, maybe a players involved too would be interesting. Um, but uh, first we got a stars coming in from Dan Wilkett saying, why draft the blocking tight end when Denver already has Albert Okoibinam? Pause for laughter. Everybody, you know, take your heads back and let no, we don't need to bury a guy. But uh, Alberto, I think last year, the first three weeks of the season, he was 100% tell on the play. I think I literally think it was 100% where if he was on the field, it was a passing play. And you cannot have, and I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I Somebody can uh, search that one up for me, but you can't have a tell like that. So uh, let's get it going here. Uh, you guys, any thoughts on the board? Eric, is this all good on your end? Uh, the randomness, the draft for needs? Uh, yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, let's do it. I'm excited to see how this mock draft simulator falls. I feel like the PFF one has started to uh, make me sad a little bit because the players that I typically like go pick 58, 59, 60 uh, pretty consistently. Uh, But uh, let's see who the Broncos have to pick here as uh, we are on the board now for the Broncos. Let's see who went off the board a little bit before. Uh, Maybe worth a slight trade up for the Broncos. You got Matthew Bergeron, interesting player, might be a tackle, might be a guard. Derek Hall, somebody that I really like out of Auburn. There's Julius Brintz. Maybe he'd be worth trading up for there. He's interesting. DJ Turner, Cedric Tillman's an interesting X receiver in this class. Uh, Dexter goes right there. Tyreek Stevenson, one pick before that. That's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, But we are now on the clock with the Broncos. We'll have a slight scroll here. Sam Laporta. Uh, Tank Dell, Zach Charbonnet, Luke Weipler, Keanu Benton, and then Nick Airbig, Darius Rush, uh, Rasheed Rice is out there, Tucker Kraft, Marvin Mims. Uh, so there's there's obviously, every time we do this, some good players available on the board. There's Jonathan Mingo. That's one of Scott's favorite guys in the entire draft. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off to Ron first. Ron White, uh, who sticks out for you on this first pass-through for pick 67, 68? Clock's not running, even if it did... Uh, Broncos that pick 68 here. So maybe you let them uh, go all the way down. Oh, the next pick, they're going to jump you. Oh, you have that pick as well. But Ron, who's sticking out for you at pick uh, 67 for the Broncos? Can we filter out by um, center? You just want to see centers. So I saw Luke Weipler was there. Um, I think all the top uh, other centers were gone. 
Um, you have a couple guys that could be available. And there's some talk maybe Chandler Zavala, uh, Zavala might move to center. We'll see. He's only played left guard, but he's he's an interesting player. Uh, you got Olu Olu from Michigan. Juice Scruggs is there. Some talk maybe John Gaines is going to move to center. I would guess that, uh, oh gosh, Stromberg from Arkansas, the SEC offensive lineman from the year is still available. And uh, probably even further down, you might have Emil Ekior, uh, who is a center option as well. So there are some centers. Alex Forsyth still down there as well. But it looks like the Broncos missed out on the top tier, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, okay, for me, I will scroll up a little bit there, Nick. I'll go with Luke Weipler. Okay, you want Luke Weipler here. Tell me a little bit why. Um, again, I, I told folks before that, you know, whenever if there's a center there, that's going to be my my choice at 67, just because, you know, as we saw with Lloyd Fishenberry, that we, we can't trust going into next season that, that that's going to be the answer at center. Although we are banking that he does improve, but we, we can't we can't we can't count on it. And then the center depth, I, I think uh, that's a concern. And also, um, Luke Wagler's game has, seems pretty good. Um, as you pull up the the grades here, it seems pretty well, except the twenty twenty season, obviously. But seems like it's pretty good so far. So I, I, that would be my my choice. I was also looking at Keanu Benton as well. Um, <laughs> um, we probably say that's the next pick for me. But okay, all right. Well, uh, let's hear from Lance now. Lance, who are you thinking here? Um, let's keep, try to keep it a little short. Obviously, we have back to back picks here. We have one vote for Luke Weipler. Is, uh, are you going to double down on that, or is there somebody else here who's uh, interesting to you? Uh, Keanu Benton is the, the obvious thing that stands out to me. you got to get a guy that can play along the interior of the defensive line here. You need a, a guy that can play in the A gaps. You need a guy that can play in the B gaps. He plays with good length. He brings some pass rush upside. That's the guy that I'm looking for here. Uh, sneaky need here, too, as well. I like Marvin Mims a lot. That's mm-hmm. going to be my option for number 68 as well. You need some speed at the wide receiver position, reliability there with K.J. Hamler being often injured. Um, Tim Patrick coming off an of injury as well. You know, So you got to get some speed there, and Marvin Mims brings it. So Keanu Benton, Marvin Mims, those are my guys. All right. Well, we got, yeah, he gave us two names here. We have uh, one for Keanu Benton slash Mims. We have, I guess, another one for Benton and Mims. We might as well just compile these two picks together since we're both doing them. Uh, Carl, what do you think here? Any other thoughts on uh, any of these other players that stand out? Well, I mean, yeah, Laporte, he's a nice weapon to add to the offense. But like Lance said, you kind of already got a player that's similar within that. And so I'd be looking for a little bit different type of tight end. Than, than what he brings to the table. But, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And if the Broncos didn't have Dulcich last year, he would be a guy that would be on on my board and saying, I think he'd be a great weapon to add to this team. Um, but Ben right now, yeah, he's definitely the guy. Yeah, and that run block rate. I mean, and you see it. He just he doesn't have that. And the Broncos are gearing up to be a very strong run team. And he, if he can't add to that, it's hard to see – how he's going to see the field and be a real impact player this year. Now, Benton, I think he's a guy that can come in day one and be a part of that rotation on the defensive line and actually be a good player for them. You know, he's got the size, he's got the length, uh, he's got, he's got the, uh, uh, just a few moves. I mean, he's, he's got to add more to his repertoire than what he's got right now, but he's got at least enough on the table as a rookie that he can come in and not be a liability for you. So I, I definitely go him. Here at pick 67, that defensive line needs depth big time. You can't go into this season with what you got right now. And then, yeah. I mean, if we're going the very next pick, uh, I mean, Lance kind of hit on my guy, Marvin Mims. I've, I've been a big fan of his here for a while. Uh, it'd be hard to, to go against that. Corey Trice is there, though. You know, that, that's another guy at that cornerback position. If we're looking to, to really add to that group, I, I would be very, I'd be very into that. That idea. So I'd probably go defense, defense. I'd go Corey Trice there for that the second pick. Okay, Eric, I think you'll probably say Keanu Benton as well. Can I just get a thumbs up, Keanu Benton? Give me an elevator pitch. Keanu Benton, why is he the good pick here? Uh, he's somebody that I mentioned I'd even be interested in trading up for, and he falls to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, Denver's done. I mean, they replaced Draymond Jones with Zach Allen, but they lost Deshaun Williams. That's like almost, I think it was like 500 to 600 snaps they've lost on their defensive line, and you're looking at either going big with DJ Jones and Mike Purcell both on the defensive line, or you're looking at Matt Henningsen or Aoma Uazarike getting starting reps. you got to do something. you got to fill out that role. Keanu Benton, well, it can be rough for rookie defensive linemen transitioning to the NFL. He can come in. He can replace what you lost in Deshaun Williams right away, either playing as that, Nick, as that nose tackle 
or moving outside and playing as that kind of four I three technique that Deshaun Williams was I, either way. And he's got good enough versatility that you can use him. You can, um, he helps out with the edges and this is something with defensive linemen with pass rush that often goes unmentioned is how much they do to occupy attention, occupy blockers for the edge rushers to try to limit the double teams. Denver needs something, somebody like that on the inside that you hope Zach Allen is, but Benton can provide that enough as well. And then next pick, I didn't think he was going to go mention, but Carl mentioned it. Corey Trice, that, that would be my next pick. Do you like Corey Trice more than Darius rush for this scheme? Yes. For this scheme, okay. Likewise, divine Likewise, Bryce. I'm... How come is that? How Sorry, come Lance? I think he brings more physicality to the position. Um, he's a, a more sure tackler. He also has that that the ability to play in multiple different schemes. Rush, I like a lot. He's a good athlete, but Corey Trice just brings some, a, a certain sense of physicality that I don't think Darius Rush does. I, I really like the enjoy, and enjoyed the tape that I watched of him at Purdue this last season. So. Interesting. Well, definitely two guys who are uh, being projected in the top end seems pretty consistently here. Divine Breaks, $10. Thank you so much, Divine Breaks. He says, I would say center as well, if not defensive end or tight end craft. Uh, so I think we can make our first pick here. I think we're in consensus. I don't have to fight too hard. Keanu Benton is uh, the first one here. We're going to go back around on 68, uh, but uh, six, I think 60, 67 is going to be the guy from Wisconsin. Keanu Benton, six foot five, 315 pounds. Uh, probably a, it was a senior bowl standout as well. Uh, I don't have an issue going with Luke Weipler. Personally, I think he's, I don't know if I love him in this scheme. Um, I think he's more of an outside zone centric scheme. I think he's much better on the move in that blocking scheme versus the head up, you know, trying to dig guys out. But if you're looking to add also because of the size, uh, I am curious about the versatility to play guard as well. Uh, but he's one that the chat really does seem to want uh, Luke Weipler and uh, Ron made a pretty good pitch on him as well. Um, good athlete is also, I think, exceedingly young at the uh, center position as a redshirt sophomore, so room to grow as well. Uh, Phil McLaughlin coming at the Stars, though, mentioning a wide receiver that uh, we glossed over, but uh, Scott wouldn't let us pass up talking about this one. Jonathan Mingo, Ole Miss. I think it was Pete Schrager. NFL Network had Jonathan Mingo going to the Bills in a recent first-round mock. He's one of the few like actual size wide receivers in this upcoming class, and I'm going to ask my wide receiver guy here, Carl. Jonathan Mingo, you haven't mentioned him so much. I know you typically like the speedier, faster uh, fa faster, faster guys, but uh, what about Mingo? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't mind him one bit. I mean, he, he's got, he's big, he's strong. Um, and especially if the Broncos are looking at maybe trading like a Cortland Sutton, you like to have another big guy that you can replace him with. Um, you know, when he gets that ball in his hand, he <laughs> he's a, a force to bring down for sure. You know, that 220 pounds and, and he, he looks like he runs bigger than or runs faster than what you would think of a guy for 220 pounds. So I, I definitely wouldn't mind him one bit if that's the direction the Broncos want to go at wide receiver. Like I said, if you're looking at moving on from a guy like Cortland Sutton, I, I think he would be a nice one to have added, added to the rotation. Interesting, interesting. Well, he's definitely an interesting player. Uh, back to the simulator here. My pick for pick 68, and you guys can you know fight me on this one. I think I'd have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't go with a guy I just had mocked the Broncos at pick 67 in, uh, no, not Sam Laporta, but, uh, Tucker craft. Um, I think Tucker craft projects as a very good, uh, wide tight end in the NFL. Uh, they used him a lot of different ways at South Dakota state. Uh, but he's what six foot five and a half, 255 pounds and still growing. Uh, I know that Alabama offered him six figures, uh, to leave South Dakota state this last season. And he decided he wanted to go back and play with his teammates and his recruiting class at San Diego state. And I think he's actually one of the few, not one of the few players, one of the class uh, players in this class that actually projects as somebody who could play a wide tight end position. And given the comments from Mike Klitz recently, who I don't want to say derogatory, but like definitely talked down about Greg Dulcich saying like, oh, they need more from their tight end than short shorts and curly hair. Um, looking for somebody who uh, is like a tight end, like Tucker Craft, I think would be my pick here uh, for the Broncos. But I, I'm, I could be talking to somebody else. Uh, what are you thinking, Lance? Are you still on Corey Trice? I will say. Just playing the draft value game here. Corey Trice is available a lot in the fourth. I'm actually kind of surprised that the, the PFF hasn't as high. I have him as a fourth round player on my board. Um, I'm I'm still all about Marvin Mims here, though. Like okay. you, you got to get that speed threat. So uh, the downfield versatility. He's a good route runner, and if, if you just ask him, he'll tell you he's the best route runner in this class. But like I said last week, I mean Jackson Smith and Jigba does exist still. So uh, Mims is my pick. Okay, you can talk me to Trice though. You could you could talk me to Trice though. Carl, you on the Mims train as well? Well, I I, was, I said Corey Trice last time, and so I 
I'm looking at that cornerback position. Wide receiver, I'd love to add Mims, but at least I feel decent about the wide receiver position right now. You got three guys that are, are pretty good, you know, can be starters for you on this team. Right now, you've got two corners that you got one that's a for sure starter, another that you hope can be a potential starter, and then not much else. You know, you got your slot corner as well. I, sh I guess I should add him, but on the outside. So I think Corey Trice would be my pick because you really got to add to that room. Yeah. Uh, and we get Divine Breaks saying, I think Divine Breaks has the connection to uh, our guy, um, Tucker Craft. So he's wants a uh, Tucker Craft for sure. And I uh, see that some comments here about this, the focus going on. I think it's just an issue on YouTube right now. Maybe it's uh, StreamYard because of how many people we have in here, but uh, it looks clean on my end. So I'm going to kick it to. Uh, I know that uh, Ron was going Wipler. Are we still on Wipler? Is there anybody else here that was uh, interesting to you? I'm, I'd be fine with any of the guys you mentioned. Yeah, Mims. I'm, I'm going back and forth between Mims and Trice. Um, I, I'll probably, I'll probably go Trice. Mims would be great. You know, the speed, like I said, the athleticism is off the charts. But given the wide receiver room was already good, it's solid, it's stable for now, and cornerback depth still concerns me. I, I would, I would say Trice is my other option in this case. Okay, so we got two Trice, one Mims, one Craft for me. And uh, what are you thinking, Eric? Where are you at in, uh, in this right now? We haven't heard from you in a second. For this coverage schemes that Vance Joseph likes to use, Corey Trice is a natural fit. I like Marvin Mims, and he would definitely be an option for me. Um, he brings that explosive playmaking ability, but I think that this receiver has a lot of those types of guys in it. There are not many corners in this class, and it's a strong corner class, don't get me wrong there are not many guys that are naturally made for this coverage scheme that we're going to be seeing in Denver this year. And I am one that I don't care how good a rookie you look as a rookie. You have to be, have competition. There's no one on the roster to compete with Mathis for that second starting spot. And real quick, just kicking it back to you. Any concerns about the injuries? Uh, Trice's injury list has gotten pretty long over the last couple of years. Like he had a uh, surgery that caused him to miss some time as well. Is that something you're concerned about with the, uh, the cornerback position specifically? I mean, for me, it's a big thing on what the different what the injuries are also because not all injuries are equal for each position. But it is something that's concerning. Anytime any player is getting banged up and missing time, um, I can't remember exactly how many games he missed. I remember typing it up, but it, it was a good amount. And so it is a concern about it, but obviously you, you factor that into his value. And he's a guy who he's consistently risen – up boards through the draft process he's being talked about as a round six guy had an excellent combine moved up a little bit and from what i've gathered the medical checks have come back really clean with him so that just gives me a little bit reassurance there i mean obviously it doesn't project going forward but it, it's it's some comfort anyways yeah i mean just six three 32 uh arm length not the craziest arm length but still pretty good and then the four four seven forty with that size also, 12 passes defense and two interceptions this last year. I mean, that's pretty darn <laughs> impressive. Uh, the ACL injury in 2021 is concerning, but uh, I think we have a don't no, don't have a consensus. Uh, but Corey Trice there at uh, we have three votes for him now. Fine, you guys are gonna outrule me with uh, Tucker Craft. We're gonna outrule Ron with Wipler. That's that's fine. We'll we'll have to go that way. A good GM listens to everybody else on on there. And I don't think the chat was uh, as in on Corey Trice as well. But hey. If the Broncos end up going with Trice with one of these picks, we can come right back around and be like, listen, we love this guy. So uh, let's go ahead and take a Corey Trice here. We maybe could have gamed the system a bit and waited one more round, but they don't want to. I, I, if you love the guy, you got to take him now. That's the, that's the pretty much the rule of thumb there. So we're going to be on the board again. We've taken two defensive players now, a cornerback, a boundary corner, maybe some safety ability. I think he was recruited to Purdue as a safety. And then uh, a defensive lineman. So now we're back on the clock. I am going to kick it over to Carl here to talk first. Uh, where are you thinking on this first pass over on the board? And can you go back to the top, Scott? I'm going to read just some of the names available. Um, if you will, we got a guy, um, Chandler Zavava, uh, potentially a guard there. Maybe somebody could play some center. Kobe Turner, I think he's way over hyped on this board. I know Eric was joking about it too. We always skip him as well as Anthony Johnson Jr., who I saw, I think it was Collinsworth, um, had a, uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. going in the first round of his mock draft. I have not seen that anywhere else before. So interesting. Luke Schoonmaker, you guys mentioned him earlier, is an interesting player uh, for the Broncos there. Moro Ojomo, we already took an interior defensive line, but Ojomo is a different type of player. A.T. Perry at wide receiver. 
Dwayne McBride, running back UAB. Carl Brooks, an interesting uh, defensive lineman. Again, another guy that's more of the, the tweener uh, between those picks. Uh, can we keep scrolling down there, Scott, just a little bit? So, so the listeners, Dorian Williams, love Dorian Williams, interesting player. And then we started getting into some of the running backs. Chase Brown is here. Deuce Vaughn is here. I'm sure there's a few more down there. Riley Moss available, although we've already taken a quarterback. Wanya Morris, interesting there. Tackle, developmental tackle. Uh, so, Carl, uh, on this first pass-through, um, where do you want uh, Scott to go with the board? Is there anybody who stands out to you? Uh, there, there's a few na- names that stick out. I mean, unfortunately, we already took cornerback. I, I like Riley Moss quite a bit. Um, uh, Dorian Williams, really love him there at linebacker. I think he'd be a great player for this defense, even if it's not quite the biggest need on the team. And then I, I think if you scrolled up a little bit more, like you said, Schoonmaker's another one for that tight end position would be a, a great player for the Broncos, exactly what they're looking for. Great run blocker, um, can play that inline position, just would be a natural fit right off the bat, guy that you could actually get some some day one production from. And, uh, you know, he's not going to be the the greatest receiver for you. He's not going to put up a 1,000 yards by any means, but he, he's going to do enough to continue to be a, a competent player for you moving forward. Um, so I, I'd probably... If I'm going a direction, I'd, I'd probably go that direction just because, again, I see a path for him getting early snaps for the Broncos and at a position of, of need that this roster doesn't really have right now. Yeah, for sure. Ron, where are you at on this one? Do you want to look at the centers again, the interior offensive line? Uh, or yes. Is, yes, let's, let's look at the centers again. Line. All right, you got Chandler Zavala. Uh, you got Sidney Sow in there. Andrew Voorhees uh, got injured, might have to miss the entire year. And you got a run of centers that look like they might be available here. Olu, Olu, Timi, Juice Scruggs is available. John Gaines. You still got Emil Ekior. Um, had some good center snaps there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you got uh, Brett Nelson out there. Ricky Stromberg, who I think is a little bit underrated uh, compared to where I have him, but uh, option there. And then Alex Forsythe. Uh, so you still have some centers available. I don't know if they're of value here, but if you if there's one here that stands out to you, then you I got no issue with you taking a swing. Yeah. Scroll. Scroll down again um, for. And we've added tackles now too. Braden uh, Daniels might play the center position in the NFL. He's listed as tackle here, but he's small. Uh, he could probably play all five spots. He's an interesting one. Emilio again stands out here. I think that some people have had him mocked mid fourth round. So this wouldn't be too early uh, if he's your guy. Uh, and then again, Ricky Stromberg stands out. Yeah, I like Ricky Stromberg is, is good, but I think he'll be there a little later. Okay. Um, Go to tight. Let's um, filter by tight end. So you got Luke Schoonmaker, Brenton Strange, a little bit more of a hybrid player. Dennis Allen is interesting. Zach Kuntz tested as the best overall tight end in the entire uh, draft um, this last year, according to like the size and everything. Payne Durham, an inline guy. Josh Wiley's interesting out of there in Cincinnati. Will Mallory. Um, still some good tight ends on the board. Yeah, I'm going to go with Schoonmaker. <laughs> Schoonmaker's your guy. Okay, that's two for Schoonmaker. Uh, we've heard from Carl. We've heard from Ron. Let's hear from Lance now. Lance, anywhere else that you want to look at the board before we move on? We've talked. Uh, we've looked at the interior offensive line. Who's available there? We've looked at tight end, uh, edge rusher, cor- uh, not corner, safety, any other spots there? Wide receiver. We talked a lot of wide receiver, and we passed on that last one. Any other spots? Or is Schoonmaker just so obvious for you? Yeah, Schoonmaker is just too obvious for me on this one. Um, I, I'm really hoping that Emil Echior makes it uh, to the next round for Denver because I think he he fits the scheme really well. I I, I really want to see him at center. Um, and you just have to add some more competition for uh, Luke Wattenberg and for uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. So Echior, I really have my eyes on here, but I think it's a little bit rich for him. And I don't think Sam Laporta is still available. I think Albert's asking. We are, uh, haven't taken a tight end yet, so we are looking at tight ends. But looking over here on the right, I think Sam Laporta went a bit ago, uh, unfortunately. There's Roshan Johnson. He'd have been a fun one at running back for the Broncos there. There's Sam Laporta, 82 to the uh, the Bucks. There goes Scott's guy, Yaya Diaby, and uh, Jalen Duncan there, two picks. One of my favorites in the class, pick 85, unfortunately, the Chargers. Uh, Nick Saldaveri. Darius Rush there at 86. So some good players there uh, round three that have come off the boards. Also big run on the wide receivers as well. All those wide receivers we were talking about, poof. Uh, they tend to really fly off the boards, uh, pick 70 to 80. So Eric, where are you at on this one? Is it uh Schoonmaker? Are there any other positions you want to check out before we uh, get in this pick? Yeah. I mean, Schoonmaker, he's going to be, he's going to be the pick. There's already three guys on it, but let's take a look at uh, running back and edge real quick. Those are the last two positions. Um, 
that I want to take a look at, see if there's somebody here that I have a pretty high value specifically at running back on. Um, I think with Ricky Stromberg, he would probably be my go-to guy here. I think he can start right away, but you can game the system with where he's valued on PFF board. You can get him a little bit later. So looking at edges, edges don't look great, and you can probably sit and wait on running back a little bit. Dwayne McBride, I have absolutely no interest in him whatsoever um, with his fumble rate. Israel Abanaconda, I think he's gone by this point. So he's a guy that would interest me here as well. He's got decent – I mean, he absolutely tested insane. Good receiving ability, uh, solid blocker, pretty physical, has some good versatility. Um, so I, I'd probably go like I pr- I'd probably go Abanaconda personally, but with it being um, – the votes that it is it's the tight end out of michigan who i do like quite a, quite a bit yeah i really like him as well i will say zach Kuntz's uh, overall athletic profile is very interesting um if he's available i was looking at israel abanaconda you know who his number one comparison is on mock draftable Devonte booker now, you guys might remember that name um from uh, utah out there it's interesting a uh, little flashback there uh but yeah let's go with us we have a schoonmaker here He's obviously an interesting one. Um, let's hope he can stay healthy. Better luck than the last tight end we took uh, from Michigan. But a uh, really good player. I know a lot of people have him going mid-third round. So to get him at the top of the fourth, I think, is a great pick. He'd have been the one that I would uh, say to take here as well. He stands out to me. So um, maybe maybe even a little bit glad uh, that we waited and didn't take Tucker Craft there. Although maybe Trice would have been available here. But uh, let's make the pick here. Luke Schoonmaker, first offensive player coming off the board to the Broncos here. And uh, we got two more picks here. We got a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick. Let's see who's available. Always these three picks. Um, same guys. If you guys have done a PFF simulator, these three are always available at this pick. Kobe Turner, Tanner McKee, and Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, let's keep it scrolling here. We're looking at wide receiver. We're looking at a halfback. Deuce Vaughn is still there. You got Eli Ricks. Uh, Marte, just real quick, um, Scott, if you just scroll up real quick. Marte Mapu, I think the Broncos, it was just announced today uh, by Cliss that the Broncos brought him in for a top uh, 30 visit. Um, he's somebody that's kind of a safety linebacker hybrid that somebody mentioned earlier, like a player that's risen the most over the draft process. I think maybe it might be a uh, Mapu here who has been flying up. A lot of people think he's going to go in the top 100. Um, really interesting player here for the Broncos. I know we already took Trice, uh, but Mapu is an interesting one. No doubt. You still got Israel Abanaconda with Broncos are looking at running back. No doubt. You got your, uh, centers here and Oluwatimi and Gru Scruggs. I'm guessing Stromberg and Ekior still might be available as well. So uh, outside of wide receiver, which is a position we looked at some, I think that the interior offensive line and uh, running back look pretty good if those are areas that we are uh, interested in going for the Broncos here. And I'm going to kick it off to uh, Eric. Eric, you've been coming up on the back end a lot of these. Who's the first guy that's uh, standing out to you in this pick? And there goes Ekior at pick 127. Um. So here I would be looking at, I mean, there's so many places that the Broncos can use help. I still think the edge needs to be addressed because the the room that Denver has, it's so full of potential, but nobody can stay on the field. Even Baron Browning has missed a lot of time in his two years. Um, I was really hoping Yaya Diaby would fall a little bit. He's one of my guys. Um, But I'm just not seeing anybody that stands out as a take-me-now kind of guy. Um, Without gaming the system, I would go Stromberg here. I don't think he's available here. There's been a lot of talk that he could be the third best center in this class from quite a few people. Um, PFF just is just so low on him. He's the guy I would go here um, with gaming the system with what already has been done, but I'd also be looking at running backs. I know the Broncos, they want a little bit more explosive ability on offense, either both at running back and wide receiver. Um, so, I mean, those are two positions I would look at as well. Um but yeah, I'd go Stromberg, Stromberg here. Ron, what are you thinking? Are we going to finally take that center you've been pounding the table for, or are you going to switch and uh, pick, pick a running back or something else here? Center. Pounding center. The table. Okay. <laughs> Stromberg. <laughs> Ron's going to log out here if we don't take a center here before long. Uh, Carl, where are you at on this pick? Are there any other spots? I know that you're a wide receiver kind of guy through and through. Are there any uh, receivers that stand out to you here? I know the Broncos have done a good bit of work on the receiver. And there might be some snaps available uh, for center after the draft, depending on what happens with the trades and whatnot. Oh, nobody again, like Eric was saying earlier with the edge position, that's just jumping off the plate and saying, get, you got to get this guy that he's so much more above the rest of them. You know, I mean, there, there's some decent role players within all this. So I'd definitely be looking for probably running back or center here at this position. Um, 
you know, yeah, I, I like Stromberg as well. And I, I'm with all of you that I don't think he'll be here at this point. I don't know why PFF has them like they do. They just, their rankings are so, so weird uh, at times. But um, so, I mean, if we're doing the real draft and he's there, I'm going probably that position. But if I'm trying to game the system, I might be looking at running back here. Um, you know, we talked already about Israel uh, Abinaconda. Um, you know, I think he'd be a great player for the Broncos. Like I said, brings lots of versatility to the to the offense, can actually be a pass catcher for him. He's still very young. I don't think he's even turned 21 yet, if I remember right. And uh, so I, I think he would be probably if I'm voting, because, again, I'm trying to figure out this system, I'd probably go that direction because I'm not sure he's going to make it to the next round. For sure. Uh, where are you at, Lance? Are you on the Stromberg train as well? I think that's two, two and a half. Uh, for him, I think Carl was uh, one foot in Stromberg and one foot in uh, Israel Abanaconda. I, I'm i a little bit lower on Stromberg than everybody else here. Not quite as low as PFF is. Uh, I would prefer Emil Ekior here just because you have that guard center versatility He's there. gone. Uh, He's gone. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. He's gone. Sorry about that. Um, Abanaconda is another pick that I really like here just for that the home run hitting ability that he does have. He does have a little bit more speed than people want to give him credit for. But I'm good with uh, Stromberg here or uh, Olu, Oluatimi. Um, Olu Seguno, Oluatimi, the, the center from Michigan. Either one of those guys is fine with me. So Stromberg, it seems like, is the pick here. So. I'm good with that. I mock Stromberg to the Broncos in the fourth round. I think he can play gap scheme and he played guard as well at Arkansas. Um, he's somebody who seems pretty safe there and can offer you some versatility. So Stromberg, I think is a solid pick here. The Broncos get somebody who at least can compete with uh, Lloyd Cushenberry year one and also offer a multiple options at the guard position as well. And the Broncos continue to invest in the interior offensive line. Uh, I see a lot of comments here about edge rusher as well. Unfortunately, the Broncos with five picks and only picking 67, 68, and 108, uh, just the board did not fall that way. I think there's kind of a drop-off um, about where the Broncos were picking before they went. Maybe we could have gone Zach Harrison there, but uh, is what it is. So, uh, yep, I think that we can make the pick here. Ricky Stromberg, center from Arkansas, uh, coming to the Broncos here. Round here, coming in. Hopefully, I didn't uh, z- zap out there for a second. And we are looking at running back. We're looking at quarterback, wide receiver. Um, what are you thinking here, Ron? Uh, let's we built on a running back for sure. So you still got Keaton Mitchell. You got Kenny McIntosh. Who's a great a receiving back. Evan hole is a really interesting fit because the Broncos just hired the Northwestern, uh, running backs coach to be their coach. He also ran like a four, four 40 and a pretty good pass catcher. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim has been interesting. Chris Rodriguez is a hammer. So there's still some good running back options available here. Yeah, scroll up there for me to spot. Up, up, not down. Back, reverse. Yeah, McIntosh is – I like McIntosh and Hall, and Hall, actually. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I'm good with either of those. I would – more of a receiving back, I'm mostly with McIntosh, so that would be – that would be my choice. All right, Eric, where are you at on this one? Uh, any other positions stand out? I mean, we haven't taken the backup tackles. Interesting. Is this the point where we start to talk backup quarterback? Dorian Thompson Robinson is a really interesting player in terms of the arm talent and rushing ability. Uh, I think he improves some. I think there's some character questions or maturity questions with him, uh, but he's interesting. We talked about Clayton Toon earlier. Maybe you want to double up. You got your guy Payne Durham, even though we took a tight end earlier. Talking about edge, Lonnie Phelps is interesting there from Kansas. And then we also got uh, some interesting wide receivers. Bryce Ford Wheaton is somebody who tested like an absolute athletic freak uh, for the Broncos here. So uh, anybody that stands out to you here. Yeah, actually there's quite a, and you actually named him. Um, Evan Hole is the running back I would look at. I would definitely be interested in Lonnie Phelps. He's got a lot of tools and traits. He's a good athlete. He's got solid size, not the, not, you know, ideal for the NFL, but dude is energetic. He energizes the defense and his energy can wear down blockers. I absolutely, I like his game a lot. I have him valued, I be, if I remember correctly, higher than a sixth round pick. Huge Lonnie Phelps guy. I think you have to bring an edge. He raises the floor of the room. I'd also be looking at Matt Landers, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, or Bryce Ford Wheaton, the wide receiver out of West Virginia. Bryce Ford Wheaton does concern me a little bit because, you know, Kevin White, he's that same, he's the same player essentially. Um, I would go, I would avoid Kenny McIntosh. I am not a fan of his whatsoever. Um, there's been stuff coming about him. I mean, Matt Landers, there's quite, there's character stuff. If we're going running back, Evan Hall's my guy. If you want to go elsewhere, if you want to really 
help, what I view as the biggest need, edge rusher, it's Lonnie Phelps for me. Okay, so we got one Kenny McIntosh. We got one Lonnie Phelps. Where are you at, Lance? Well, if you if you saw me there for a second when they pulled up the running back uh, room, it, I saw Kenny McIntosh there, and that's my dude. I love that guy. He's such a great route, uh, route runner out of the backfield. Uh, really good receiver. Um, runs a little bit more physical than his size, but at the same time, I'm kind of with Eric here. He also has a bad fumble history. It's like one every 74 mm-hmm. touches he fumbles the football. So that's a that's a big concern for for me right now. Um, I like Lonnie Phelps a little bit. What other edge defenders are available, though? Can we maybe take a look at that really fast, Scott, please? I don't think it's looking too great, honestly. Jose Ramirez is interesting. After that, it's not a whole lot. I like lot. Thomas, Thomas Incum. Yeah, Thomas Incum's fun. Um, Brenton Cox Jr., if he wasn't such a head case, would be a really fun speed rusher. Uh, I like I like Leota too, out of Auburn. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with my co-host here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Lonnie Phillips. I think that that's – he raises the floor of the room, if nothing else. He's a really good run defender, and he's got the tools and traits that you want. He's, ex- I guess, not the most explosive player, but he has some burst to him. Um, plays with his length pretty well. Uh, really good run defender. I think there's some upside there. Lonnie Phillips is a very intriguing option to me, and he fits that need that you need to have on the backsides of seven techniques. So that's where I'm going to go. All right, uh, Carl, kick it off to you. Are you going to go Lonnie Phelps as well or and uh, make it a con- overall uh, consensus, or are you going to go a different direction? I think you muted. Oh, yep, there we go. Okay. Uh, I, it's hard not to go Lonnie Phelps. One, I'm a KU fan. Um, so the Broncos need a KU player on their team. You know, they, they were pretty good when they had a KU player, a couple KU players not too long mm-hmm. ago at cornerback position. And, uh, but no, I, I do. I love his game. The guy plays with his hair on fire and just, I think he would be just that, that ball of energy that you really need within that room that just gets everybody pumped up and excited. And, and like I said, just adds to the competition, adds some depth. He, he is a little bit shorter. Um, you know, you'd, you'd like to be able to see him put on some, some more bulk with uh, a little bit more size, but, but again, I, I think he would be a great pick for the Broncos this late. I mean, you're not finding, day one starters obviously at this point. And so you're trying to find a guy that can add to the rotation and, and bring a little bit something to you. And I think Lonnie Phelps could do that, do that for the Broncos. All right. Well, Lonnie Phelps is going to be the pick here. I don't have any issue with this at all. He's a really good edge rusher. I feel like the Broncos kind of have like three Ronnie Phelps type of players on their team, but Hey, they're getting a younger one and maybe one with a little bit more uh, cost control, obviously. And you can flip one of those other guys uh, later on. So here we are with the grades from PFF. I'm going to give you guys an A. Uh, good job. Let's scroll down here. We got Keanu Benton going to the Broncos at pick 67 overall. Defensive lineman from Wisconsin. We Then we have cornerback doubling up on the Big Ten West here. Cornerback Corey Trice from Purdue. Big cornerback. Uh, then you got another Big Ten player, man. You guys are after me now. I think this is the bias towards my, uh, my favorite conference. Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, tight end from Michigan. Really fun player there. A good wide tight end option there. Falling to the fourth round, that's a heck of a get. Uh, then you got a center from Arkansas here. They gave him an F on this one. I don't know if I agree with PFF on this one. We'll have to come back and see if he goes before pick 139. But uh, Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas there at uh, pick 159. And then closing it out here, round six, pick 195 overall. Lonnie Phelps, they give us a B overall. Uh, I'm going to kick it off to Ron. Ron, what's your favorite pick of this group? What's the one that you are uh, the most excited about? Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton? All yes. right, well, why is that? Because we just uh, on the defensive line, we we, we definitely need to solidify that. Um, that, that's a that's a big weak um a weak link, and also, uh, Benton's game is very good. Um, so that one's very exciting to me for sure. Uh, Eric, what was the pick here where you come back and like, ah, oh, I wish we'd have gotten a little bit more value here, or maybe I could have gotten to this position a little later. It's hard to do with five picks, I know. Um. Oh, that that's a tough one because I think overall with where I have players on my board, I think we got good value. I do wish we got to edge a little bit earlier. I, I really like Lonnie Phelps and what he brings. Um, it's just, I just want somebody who can come in and be, I think, have, bring more potential to start just because you have absolutely no reliability from Randy Gregory to stay on the field. And Baron Browning, I mean, he started off last season hot, but he fell off a cliff and injuries are an issue there. And edge, is it going to be a huge, huge need a year from now where I think that Randy Gregory gets released. I don't think he'll be on the Broncos a- after this season. Uh, and you always try to draft for a, you know, a year in advance, especially at edge. Um, so I-, I wish we got to edge earlier over. Other than that, absolutely. I really like what we've done 
got some positions at, or got some players at key positions that we needed now as well as down the road. Um, and with that, before I pass it back to you, I got to get out of here. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful night. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you guys like the like the chat. Thank you everyone for who's super chatted or started everything. We appreciate that. We love you guys. Um, and we I will see you guys on Thursday night for the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for Eric. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Lance' favorite pick here. Um, tell me why. Tell me why PFF is wrong about Trice. Man, I'm not sure because I'm a little bit lower on Trice than, than PFF is. But you know what? This dude's fluid. He's athletic. He's got good length. He's got um, really good. He's a really good tackler. I wish he would be a little bit more physical at the catch point. But for the most part, he's got decent ball skills. He took the ball away. Um, I believe he had some pretty decent force fumble numbers as well. So like you're, you're getting an all-around player. He can play cover one in press. He can play off the ball. He can play play cover two oh. really good and cover three especially off the ball because he just he uses his eyes so much so well that it, it just makes it a natural fit for what the broncos want to do in their secondary yeah absolutely and carl out of this group who's the best chance for the broncos to have their uh who's the best chance to win rookie of the year from this group of the broncos players or the broncos rookie of the year from that class of five probably probably tries i mean really? he, he has I mean, a path well ben i don't think he can put up the stats to be a rookie of the year you know, he's going to be more of a help everybody else put up big stats kind of guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, he'll, he'll put up some okay stats, but he's never going to be that guy that just wows people. Um, Trice, like I said, I think he could, with his physicality, with his length, I think he could maybe put up some numbers that, uh, and he's going to get a lot of throws in his direction if he does yeah. start. You know, that's the other thing. He might give up a lot of plays, but he could also have a lot of wow plays for you. So I think that's kind of a little bit of why I'd go that direction. Schoonmaker, like I said, he's... He's going to have a role, but it's not going to be that pass catcher. Everybody mm -hmm. wants the big stats, and he's not going to be that guy for you. Stromberg, I, I think he could start, but again, a center is not winning center. rookie yeah, of the yeah. year. And yeah. Phelps, he, he's going to be a, a role player. He's not going to be a starter. So that's why I feel like Trice has the actual best chance of all of them. I think out of the everybody we drafted here, the one who has the cleanest path to snaps is Schoonmaker. Uh, so I'd probably go with him out of that list, also playing a skill position out there. But uh Either way, a lot of fun. Um, good job, guys, not uh, going too long. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, all the chat, enjoyed the uh, me playing host here as well. I think everybody brought some good points. Uh, thank you, everybody who joined us today and joining us with the, uh, the Super Chats, the Superstars. Make sure you guys are tuning in. We're going to be live Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the entirety of the, gosh, marathon that is the NFL draft over those three days. Uh, so make sure you're tuning in for that. Also, make sure you're checking out Mile High Huddle. Uh, so that way you guys can find all of our latest content and articles. Uh, you guys know how to, we're going to hang out for a second after we, uh, Oh, I probably shouldn't read that one. I can hang out for a second after we're done here, but make sure you guys are following Eric trickle at Twitter at Eric trickle. Uh, make sure you're following Ron white at Ron white NFL, Carl Dummler on Twitter at Carl Dummler, MHH Lance at Lance S underscore MHH and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following Scott at scout Kennedy over on Twitter. Also uh, guys, make sure you're over on Twitter while you're there. Follow us at, Mile High Huddle, of course, and uh, over on Facebook, follow us at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. If you're joining us after the fact, uh, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review, and please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. You guys have a great one. Um, I don't have anything else. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap it up? Ron, Any good to see you. Good to talk with you. Any final thoughts? Nah, it was a good draft. Good conversation. All right. Well, thanks, Ron. I'm uh, looking forward to the draft, yeah. It's going to be great. Lance, final thoughts. Uh, you, are you working on that beard wax? I think you need, you and Carl need to work on like the handlebar mustache or something for the draft. Just don't say anything. Just show up. I Well, I just trimmed it the other day, so it's not long enough to actually do that. I did have it long enough that I could like, I know this is gross, but I could like, put it in my mouth and chew on a little bit. So I could have actually probably gotten the, the handlebar sure. there, but no, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. I'm a, I'm a terrible human being, but uh, no, I, I'm excited for Thursday. Um, this, this year, like I've said before, was the most work I've ever put into an NFL draft, 183 players on my big board this year, which is of, like just insane. So uh, really excited for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can't wait to see everybody there. And Carl, building the Broncos, we gave our platform today. Luckily, these guys don't know, but we get all all the finances. So thank you guys very much. But uh, yeah, actually, we'll give some to Lance because he's rocking the hat there. But final thoughts, Carl? Yeah, no, the, always, like I said, this is always a fun episode to do. I think the Broncos did a, a great job getting actual value. Last couple of years always seems like the great players went like two picks before the Broncos picked. And it just was hard to, to do. So this year I felt like the players fell really well. 
And uh, if that's how it falls for the Broncos come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to feel pretty good about this team. Even if it is only five picks, you know, I, I think those are, are good role players for the Broncos. Maybe not any superstars, but some good role players for them. Well, the Broncos spent big in free agency, so they don't have to walk away with superstars in this draft. But thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, Todd asks, the Broncos draft Mims and Chardonnay with the first two picks. How would you feel? Man, the Charbonnet one, but uh, solid on the Mims one. Uh, yeah. So uh, Todd asked that a few times. I wanted to make sure I got to it. I see you, Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, like I always like to close the other shows, make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. Uh, buck them. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.